Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. As always, I'm joined by Jeremy Bratitich. What kind of source are we? Source? Yeah. Marinara. Marinara? Or Big Mac. It was Ooh. like Tartare? Yeah, I was talking to my I friend like the other Tartare. day. I, like I was talking to my friend the other day. Blood is human source, <laughs> correct? <laughs> <laughs> not for human like surely if you're gonna have human you need some like barbecue sauce no but like but like blood is human so like the source of human yeah. i guess i'm thinking of you know when you have steak sauce it's not it's and not it, source made from steaks it's just like for like, steak yeah sure uh, what is <laughs> if okay the earth's source is rain yes Be, i mean water yeah what equivalent is that is that like we have plasma. mayonnaise. We have what? As in, like, what is rain? What source is rain? Rain, rain is Earth source. Yeah, but like, what source is it? Like, oh, source. It would be like a. It like would a be vinaigrette. Salad dressing yeah, or something. It, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like it'd be like a like a Paul Newman's own salad mm-hmm. dressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that you drizzle on. Like lemon and. I love that I like did balsamic the- vinegar. Yeah, 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 yeah something like that. I love that I did the most like. Nailed bang on intro, <laughs> and then we talk, start talking about sauce. Hell yeah. <laughs> also, with us is June Williams. I am also here, thank you. <laughs> really quick, when I was young, my parents used to call um, Paul Newman's uh, salad dressing Uncle Paul's to the extent that I thought that Paul Newman was my uncle for a little bit. Oh no, <laughs> when I was very young. Was that a was that a hard day when you realized that it, all, that your entire reality was false? No, just we watched Cool Hand Luke and Dad was like, "Hey, look, it's Uncle Paul." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I never understood that that particular brand of salad dressing being very named good. After I think an actor. they donate no because he he made the the brand and oh. I, I'm pretty sure all the proceeds go to charity. Oh, that's cool. Paul Newman good was on, a yeah. cool dude. They do a good Caesar salad sauce. They dressing. Do. Mm-hmm. In, I think Robert Redford has a clause in his contract that anytime he's in a kitchen, any salad dressing item has to be Paul Newman's, um, because they were best friends when they were when they were acting together, and because he's a big advocate for that charity. That's cute. Robert Redford's a cool dude. Sort of. That's a bit. You of know a, so much about sauce. That's a bit of a. I know about Robert Redford. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a dick move, though. You know, like what? being. That's like a bit of a diva move. Excuse me, I can only have I, I don't, human like, sauce. I, I don't know how I don't know how strict it is, but like I know that specifically in Captain America the Winter Soldier when he's in the kitchen, um, there is Paul Newman's sauce in, uh, uh, salad dressing in the back. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's hard to know how to bounce back from from gaming, the best conversation ever had. Sauce, the podcast to gaming news. Um, Hey, we're hitting the busy season. We're hitting the time. It's it's getting towards that most wonderful time of the year. It's really already happened. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's the enough. most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, but that that most wonderful time of the year gets you excited for this time of the year. Yeah, and we're we're well and truly in it. Mm, well, almost the best well, time. Actually, of, yeah. The best time of the year is March next year. <laughs> yeah, the best time of every year. Yeah, yeah. March next year. For Doom. Doom Eternal. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some of the games that have been coming out. Um, and June, you updated the question corner. Thank you. I did. Well done. And then we're going to talk about the news. There's, you know how I, I was finally saying that it's time to finally get excited about The Last of Us? Yep. Well, we'll <laughs> I talk pulled ab- that rug out from under you, didn't they? Well, a little bit, but like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. For right now, 
Jeremy, I want you to start it off with, you know, the one that people say is the most game of the game every year. Call of Duty. Oh, people say that? The game for gamers. It's, it's like meant to be the most... It's. It was for a long time. It was. It was for a long time. It was. I don't think it's that anymore. I don't think it is that yeah. anymore. But still, it has an incredible staying power and an incredible purchasing power. I mean, modern warfare specifically does. Yes. Um. And 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 Black Ops to an ex- to a I'd say lesser, but still a pretty decent extent. Yeah, they kind of burn Black Ops out a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, modern warfare came out. <laughs> I bought it. Um, it correct, is a correct all right. Me, so correct, Destiny Shadowkeep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. This is not a remastered of the first Modern Warfare. No, it is not. You it is correct. a it is a re- reboot. That's stupid. Yep. Yeah. Call I've it been, something else. I've been having a, a heated discussion with Ollie over the last Call few it days. Modern Warfare. Yes. Yes. Because then it's similar but different. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just like the game. And there's more of it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, so uh, I've played Modern Warfare 2 and 3, I haven't played 1, um, sorry, oh, okay, I haven't played the story of 1, I've played the multiplayer of 1, so I don't know how much the story is similar, I don't think it's very it's, similar. It's not. Yeah. Um, it's similar in that price, isn't it? Yeah, it, it uses the older characters um, from, from the previous games and just sort of- It might just be price, because there's no McTavish uh, or Soap. In there from when I was right. Okay, what I saw. You're telling right. me there's a Call of Duty character called Soap. Yep. You think you, you play as you know, Soap, don't, don't even, you? In the first even... one, I think you are Soap in the first one, and then you get to see Soap in the second one, <laughs> wow. and then I think Soap dies in the third one. <laughs> you you play as Price in the second one at some point, I believe. Maybe. Yeah. Don't um, you free him from like a gulag, and then they launch a nuke? Sounds about right. I don't I'm know. having I'm having one of those moments. Like I did with John Halo. It's like a disassociative like, moment of yep. They have names. There's characters in yeah. these games. Yeah, the the freaking APCs had names before. What was the mm. other one? Like, like Dilbert Digger, Diggler, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's like Bodie McBokeface. Yeah. Memorable, anyway, memorable characters from Call of Duty. So like Black Ops One has memorable characters only because there's like a cast of four or five. Yeah. And they say their names a lot, so Mason. you really know who they are. Yeah. It's Mason. It's Reznov. It's Woods. Woods. And JFK. <laughs> and um and the CIA guy. The guy with the glasses. Aknamara. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> Call of Duty: Modern Warfare on the current gen consoles is. Like it's, mm, I I have I have issues with this game, like a lot of people are having issues with this game. Um, I'll say up front that the gameplay is quite good. Um, it feels good. It looks very good. The sound is very good. It you know Call of Duty has a high production value and it goes into places that you can see it basically. Yeah. Um, the cutscenes are hitching on my Xbox, and I've heard that that's not, uh, like that's a quite a common thing. Yeah. One S. Apparently the cutscenes are CPU bound, which is really weird. Because of the lighting, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they're real time rendered or not. Uh, who knows? Anyway, it's kind of weird, and it takes me out of the game a little bit because the rest of the game is actually quite smooth. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty's always had pretty good frame rates. I guess they're just pushing up on the edge of the tech. 
I mean, the game's 120 fucking gigabytes. Like, oh it's, it's, that's, that's ridiculous. It, it, is, it took me so long to download. Um, oh, poor Jeremy. Took him three hours to download 120 gigs. No, like, no, some of it's on a disc. But, like, so the thing that's annoying <laughs> is, like, the, the way the game installs, it's installed in, like, six parts. It's like the game, the campaign split into the campaign split into two parts, the multiplayer split into two parts, and there's like a spec ops part. Yeah. And they all download individually, which also means the Xbox read the, reads them as individual files, which then get put into the one game. But I never know how much space I need because each file takes up like 14 gigabytes. So I'm like, oh, you only need seven gigabytes to delete. So I deleted seven gigabytes and I deleted one section. The next part's, oh, no, you're out of space. So you got to download like another four. You got to delete another fourteen gigabytes. Surely after the second time, you realized what was happening. Yeah, but I couldn't tell how big they were until I started downloading the next ones. I was just constantly watching it. But why didn't you just clear more space than you needed to? Because I didn't want to have to clear games I haven't beaten yet. Like I had to delete years, which I'd barely played, which was annoying. Um, uh, anyway, I think that I think the game's too big. Um, so the game, the story is very what you'd expect. It begins with a suicide bombing. Um, then there's a couple missions where you're at war in the Middle East of a made-up country. You're at war? Yeah. Uh, with a made-up... Oh, what's the name of the... Uzbekistan, uh, I think. No, it's it's, it's... it's 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 like a... It's like seven countries all put into one word. It's, I saw it, it's I saw it super before on the, on the embassy because I, I was playing through a few missions. Yeah. It's just um, like a normal country, but in Pig Latin instead. Sort of, yeah. Really? <laughs> kind of. Modern warfare made up name. And it does a lot of things that really make me disappointed and angry. The main one is... Yeah, I had it right. Ozikstan. Ozikstan? Okay. Um, it 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 so the Call of Duty is always borrowed from real life events for the most part, apart from the ones that have been set in the future. And they would take real life events and they would build a narrative around them, which made it sort of feel like it would sit in like this could happen in some like Tom Clancy ass kind of fucking way, right? Like it would uh like Black Ops was about mind control in the Cold War, um like and it goes back into like some other World War II stuff as well. And it's for the most part, it's been like manageable. Um, I haven't played a lot of the recent ones, but this one does some things which is really bad. Um, there's one specific instance which I'm going to talk about. So in the first Iraq war in the 90s, there was an attack by the US and coalition forces on uh, Iraqi forces, um, known as the Highway of Death, which was Iraqi forces were um, uh, retreating and they were running away down this down this highway um, because they were not going to win this battle. And basically, the US like just bombed the shit out of all these retreating soldiers. Yeah, and it is like awful. It is like it is truly horrific. There are photos of it. Um, there's there's this great article I read um, from The Atlantic uh, titled The War Photo No One Would Publish. And it's about um, a journalist who went in there and found a photo of a person who was in the middle of climbing out of a car which had blown up. And they they look like they're from like Pompeii, right? They're like frozen mid stance and they're just like burnt to a crisp. It is like, it is truly, truly horrific. Um, in Call of Duty, they just blame it on the Russians. 
<laughs> that particular act. That act. The Russians were not at all involved in this. Not a, not a fictitious <laughs> version of that act. That act. Specifically the Highway of Death. They specifically mention oh. the Highway of Death. Um, Yikes. But like and and this event was like fundamental to the future of that war going forward. Like like I'm reading from the Wikipedia article here, but I I followed the followed the source and it seems like a good source. It says here, what source is this article? <laughs> um, <laughs> the scenes of devastation on the road are some of the most recognizable images of war, and it has been suggested that they were a factor in President George H. W. Bush's decision to declare a cessation of hostilities the next day. Right, like this is like this is a pretty serious turning point in that war. Um, and there's this thing that Call of Duty does, which is not, it's it's actually quite bad, which is a constant erasure of the bad things that the United States does. Um, which at some point it becomes like, at what point is that like not propaganda? Yeah. Like like if 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 China were to make a game which specifically says that Tiananmen Square never happened, yeah. That would be propaganda. Like what's the difference? Mm. Um Yeah, that's fair enough. It's it was like like it's it's really bad. It is really really bad. Um and I and like the wild thing is like as far as I can tell that specific event in regards to this game, doesn't make a difference. They could have never mentioned it. So it was just in there. Yeah, because they to paint the Russians as yeah, the bad guys. Yeah, from to the be start. like like Russians bad. Um, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting when we were playing before. You you put us through one of the one of the missions in like a like a terrace house in England. Yeah. Um, to show off like the lighting effects and stuff like that, and you know it looked gorgeous. Yeah. Like unparalleled lighting effects for like console games at the moment. Like. Mm. But the end of that mission had you, like the whole thing with this one is that it was like a sleeper cell for a terrorist organization and you couldn't tell who those civilians and who were like civilians. Did I just say civilians twice? Yeah, sure okay. did. Weird. Um, you couldn't tell who were the civilians and who were the like Soldiers. British terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get to the top and there's this attic and they've been making bombs and you open the door and this lady's like, hey, just stop, don't shoot. They've got me hostage. And she's like slowly backing away towards this, this table. And they're like, stop moving, stop moving. And she keeps moving and they're like, oh, they were going to shoot me. They were going to shoot me. Keep backing up, keep backing up. And then she goes to reach for something on the table. And so, like, as the character, I was like, okay, she's reached for something. She's one of the bad people. You shot her. And then I had to shoot like twice, three times. It was bad. Did, did you shoot her? I did. Right, okay. I'll come back to that. Okay. And um, and so I walked to the table to see what she's going to get. And um, you're there with your bet. You're there with Price because you don't player's price price is your your modern warfare daddy um and you like you get to the table and you're like oh man she was going for a detonator that looks like like an rc remote control toy controller and like the camera just goes to price he's just sitting in the middle of the camera and he was like well it's a good thing we shot her then and your character says so we did the right thing and he says you bet your ass we did it's like, all right. Yeah, it, all right. it's pretty shit. Tell me, tell me, please, Dad, that I did the right thing by shooting this woman, this unarmed woman. I mean, I was, she's going for the detonator, whatever, but like, I don't know. It's just this weird vibe. It's yeah. a weird vibe. It, it, it's very much like, you know, we are the like the world cops, right? Yeah. Like, it is, like it is up to us and no one else. Yeah. Um, and that is a reoccurring thing in Call of Duty. Um, you're always on the back foot, which always means that you have to make like the hard decisions or whatever the fuck. And it's very 
like it's it sucks like for the most part it's just, <laughs> it's just like actually garbage because it's such like a um it's such a fucking awful idea of what people in the military are supposed to be doing in these areas and especially like in in war-torn countries and stuff and as far as i remember i don't i'll have to double check i don't remember me actually shooting her okay and i feel like in my version of the game price shot her i'd believe that which i think is interesting that they don't care if you do or not <laughs> it gave me the exact same cutscene. yeah there's no like good job kid you did it it's none of that it's just like we're just gonna move on and you're not really involved that much yeah um yeah i don't know I'm, I'm 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 pretty sour on this game for a lot of reasons like and it's i i haven't played the multiplayer yet i'd be um, very interested to hear what you think about the multiplayer i mean like like i like the gunplay so i'm sure i'll have fun with the multiplayer but i yeah i haven't really played a multiplayer cod since like black ops just black ops actually whoa actually no sorry modern warfare 3 uh, like, I guess like, that like, was next. Like yeah, properly so like played. 2011, 2012. Something like that, yeah. Wow, when you were three years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, I, <laughs> I played the Modern Warfare laugh. beta. Um, I played the beta for this one for the multiplayer on PC. Um, and I think it was the best step the multiplayer has taken in Call of Duty in a long time. Um, the setting and the style and the, the different weight of it feels really good, but it's still quick and Arcadian. You know, yeah. I guess, you know, good good feeling. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm very interested to hear what you think about that, um, especially as someone who only really played um, Call of Duty, quote, in its heyday, unquote. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm curious to hear what you think about that. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not- I'm not happy with the game. Yeah. I think is where I'm at at the moment. I feel, and there's all this stuff about like white, white phosphorus as like a killstreak reward and which is just like so, so against the Gene- Geneva Convention and war crimes to use those sort of weapons. And it's like, it's just they, as long as we do it, it's fine. Is basically the way this game is standing. Right. So. It's also written by BJ Blazkowicz's voice actor, which is really weird. Wait, the game is the yeah. story yeah. is written yeah. by yeah, hmm. yeah. Okay, <laughs> June's like, mm, do I play this game? Absolutely not. <laughs> but maybe oh, no. Oh, but no. Um, I feel like I feel like we could be done with war games. Like, can we be done with war games? Like, surely, like we're done well, with war games. For a while, this series was right. <laughs> yeah, they were, and then they've had to go back to it because this was their most successful title. And their series has been on a downward trend for the last four to five years since they introduced jetpacks. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you can have your tower defense war games. I don't give a fuck. But, like, I don't really... Like, why do we have to... Like, surely we're over, like, story-driven war games. Can we be over story... Like, from, like, a... In terms of a modern-day okay. realistic Yeah, setting. like, keep in mind, I've literally never played Call of Duty ever right. in my life. Um, and I'm sure the story is touching and great. Um, yeah. Black Ops is legit. Yes, there are some like it, it's there are some good ones and some bad ones. From what I know of Call of Duty, it's very romanticized. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, glorified. Oh, it's, it's, glor- it's glorified is a better word. Yeah, like let's not do that. Like all of the, all of the soldiers before in the mission I was playing, they were like, "Oh, we took out the tangos. Let's move into the hospital. Let's go get these. Let's go get these guys, soldiers." And they're all like, "Oorah!" It's like, ugh. yeah, and like I don't mind. Let's go kill some people. Yeah, yeah. 
And like I mean, you yeah. can have war stories and you can have nuance and you can have subtlety in terms of like, hey, this is fucked up. We shouldn't be doing this. Or you can have it in a way that makes it sort of like critique war. Yeah. This is just like none of that. It is just like a soldier fetishization. Fetishization. That's the one. Um, yeah, I thought we were done with this. Th- th- there's there's no fucking nuance in any of these games anymore. Mm. It's it's it drives me bonkers. Bonkers, I say. Bonkers, yeah. Jeremy says. It's <laughs> uh. my favorite Call of Duty fucking character. Bonkers. Bonkers. That's my favorite Call of that. Duty yeah. APC. Yeah. Lieutenant Bonkers. Bonkers Bonk Drill. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's let's move away from that. It's time for your biweekly Fire Emblem catch up. <laughs> How you doing? Think I've Have you hit the time skip? No. Nope. You haven't. No. Nope. They're starting to foreshadow it though. They mentioned they mentioned something that how was coming up hours, in five years. How many hours? Thirty-one. Have you begun a new game yet? No. <laughs> how? Although I really just don't understand. Ollie added both of you guys because he's been listening to the podcast yeah. in our Discord. It was like the redacted only happened for me at forty hours ish in. What? I was also talking to someone at work, right? I was like, they were saying, oh, I just played through the new Fire Emblem. I was like, oh, you're playing through it. How far are you? They're like, oh, I finished it already. I, f- I finished it in two days. I'm like, what? It's yeah. been two months for me. Grace we- Grace, um, Grace, finished hers in like two days, three days. She got to the time skip at maybe 20 hours, maybe 15 wow. hours. See, yeah. then, then, the, then this guy said, oh, yeah, but is this your first Fire Emblem? I was like... Yeah, basically. I only yeah. played on GBA. It was like, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, oh. I've played through all these other ones. I know how it works already. I'm being very, like, every time I get le- unleashed on the, like, the campus to, like, to- I-, I do everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I consider, like, all of the stats. I'm like, ooh, but what about this character? I think there is a route that you can get that causes the time skip to happen a little bit earlier as well. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I think it's in Edelgard's. Maybe. But yeah. maybe it's in others I as well. I did come a- across, like, I remember when Ollie was playing, he was like, there's this big decision that it sounds like yeah. needs to happen that is just upon me. And, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, and, you like, just, like, I think I, I think I came across that. I think just, I've done that. You're just in the monastery and you're just walking around and you talk to someone and no, they're like, if you, if you choose to do this, this will drastically affect the story and you'll never be able to come back yet. Does or it something say that? Like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. That's funny. And Grace is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just trying to like, I don't know, eat my fucking stew. I just want to give this person flowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, eat my fucking stew. <laughs> that's what they do. I think. Excuse me. Did you lose this hat? Um, so, yeah. There I'm was- glad you're still playing it. Yeah. I'm glad I am too. Like mm. it's the kind of thing where I, I I want to play it more than I am, but the times where I want to play it, it's not enough time. Like mm. it's the kind of thing I want, and you need to give it like at minimum one hour. Yeah, so at you a can time. do the day exactly because like if you're doing if you're doing one of the main story missions, that's like an hour, hour and a half. Mm. If you're doing one of the um like the times where you're walking around the campus, that's that's an hour. That gets longer and longer as the more characters are added. Fuck off. The more that uh, feels so draining. I, I enjoy it, but like just having the, just that it takes that much time. You need to put that much time aside. So mm. I don't have that much time all the time, I guess, which is why it's taking so long. But yeah, I'm still enjoying it. There were lots of plot twists that came out the last time I played, which was yesterday. I, I, I'm really digging it. Who's your best boy slash girl? I think I ask this every episode. I feel yeah. like it's going to change. Yeah. Um, I like Petra. Ben? You said that last time. No, I didn't. Didn't you? No, I said Dorothea was trying to marry me. 
Oh yeah. But Petra is Petra is the one who Petra's good. Petra, like Petra. She's doesn't a, speak the slave, English. right? The, no, not the slave. slave. She's from like another country. But they were keeping her here against her will, and then sort she of. Just she's like a it. she's like a political yeah bargaining chip. Yeah. You know, she's the princess of the something, but she's in the other country, and yeah, she doesn't speak cute. English very well. Well, I guess you know I'm playing in English, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I hopefully hopefully stuff's happened next. I feel like it's it's building towards it. Like I said, they're foreshadowing it. It's gonna have to happen eventually. Eventually. So did you finish the game? Me? Yeah. No, I've had like five hours. Okay. Do you know roughly at what percentage of the game that time jump happens? It's like half, isn't it? I heard there's like big there's like two big chapters of the game. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the weighting of it either okay. side. Mm. I'm stoked though. Hmm. I'm enjoying it. Um, Looking forward to hear what happens next year when you finally get to the time jump. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, the redacted. All right. Yeah, sorry, redacted. <laughs> um, speaking of things that I was really enjoying. Oh, it's so good. Let's talk about The Outer Worlds. Oh, man. So, this game came out on Friday as well as Med- uh, Medieval. I, yep. I meant to say Modern Warfare. Medieval came out of that day as well, but we haven't played it. Um, I don't think anyone has. And uh, I got it on because I still have Game Pass activated from when we were playing Sea of Thieves, so I just downloaded it. It's God, it's so good. I played it on Friday. Just, just the idea that you can just play huh. an entire Obsidian game. I think I still have Game Pass activated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should cancel that if you're not playing it. Yeah, I should shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. This game is terrific. Yeah. It's so fun. Yep. And it's so is silly. It everything you wanted since. Fallout New Vegas. I haven't played New Vegas. Is it yes. everything you? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. Good. Even although, even although it's condensed, even although it's smaller than a mm. New Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, you still happy with it? Yeah, totally. Like it, it's, it's still hitting all those right beats. Yeah. It, it's still just nailing everything that it's going out and setting to do. Um, I thought maybe New Vegas was a bit too big, just in terms of like it's sparse. Well, that's the thing, right? Like with with Fallout. With Bethesda-style games, Fallout 3, New Vegas if I'd played it for Skyrim, like, I play that game, those games for anywhere between 40 to 70 hours, close the game one day without realizing that that's the last time I'm ever going to open that game mm. again. Because the game's so big and it becomes samey to the point where I just am not interested in it anymore. New Vegas does that better. It, right. It's not like... Like I can actually picture the New Vegas map in my head of where roughly where everything is. Yeah. Um, sure as hell can't do that with any other Fallout game. Fair enough. Um, New Vegas handles that a lot better. It's it's I think it's a smaller map, and it's a better designed map because it's You're talking it, about New Vegas now. Or yes. You, okay. Yeah. Like like just just really quick, the New Vegas map is like a. You start in one location on the far left of the map, and you can see New Vegas from where you are. But in between you and New Vegas is a gigantic wasteland full of death claws, and you can't you can't travel travel through that. You will be killed, um, and so you have to go all the way around the edge of the map to do a loop, basically. Really, around. that's so clever. It's great because then it makes you travel because the entire time you're like, I really want to go to New Vegas because look, that's what that's what the game's marketing is, and that's what everything about that game is. It's like a but it makes you- game where they've got the landmarks in the distance. Yeah, like oh, there's the elevator, or oh, there's the there's the Capitol building. Yep, and it it makes you it makes you um 
explore it makes you take the long way around basically and show you everything else to what that game actually is which is like the new vegas part of that game is not super interesting everything else in that game is phenomenal so outer worlds different differs in that like you've got like four or five or six i don't know the number i'm still in the first one but like worlds like planets that are much smaller condensed maps so like i imagine they've each got a city or something like that so colony i just found out that there are multiple maps on the same planet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there are multiple locations on Terra 2, for example. Okay, cool. I don't know if there's many others that do that, but yeah. So, like, you get these really small condensed sandboxes rather than, like, one big open thing. And I think it really helps because it makes it feel manageable. And, like, you yep. um, can see all of it and be thorough, but, like, you're not gonna just going to be, like walking around in the zigzag across the whole continent and being silly. Like you're just in an area that is interesting and past there, no one cares. So just getting your ship and go somewhere else. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's so good. The melee feels really good. Yeah. Like, and that's the problem with those other games too, but like it makes me giggle. <laughs> like using the melee in this game. Like one of the first weapons I got was a telescopic staff, which is just a ball on a stick that when you pull it out, goes Foop! And just pops out like an extra like twenty centimeters, and you just you just swing it with two hands and just vroom, vroom, and it's just knocking people over. So when you when you swipe them, the, I think part of it is the impacts get really sold with like the the sound effects and whatever. But then they ragdoll so hilariously. Yeah. Like you go in with them with a big two handed attack, and they just toss. They just fall over. They're gone. It's so funny. Or they explode into gibbets. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Like. It's- like I've been watching, I streamed it on Friday and then I've been watching my recording to like cut it down and watching myself play that game with that weapon makes me giggle, even <laughs> though I did it already. And even though I've seen it like three or four times, every time it just makes me laugh. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Like that world is really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, How's the story? The, the story is quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it it's it throws you into the deep end um in a way which is not like you don't feel like you're lost because you've got a it's pretty pathed at the beginning in a friendly guide sort of a way it's not it, it's not in a way where it's like ah you know go off kid it's like actually you should do these things and you want to do these things mm-hmm. and you can develop your character as you're doing those things to find out what kind of person you want to be yeah um the writing is really up to scratch as well. Mm-hmm. It's yep. fantastic. And the it's way their dialogue systems work as well, it like, you know, it's very fallout, you know, pick, answer, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Um, you know, you, your your medical skill is up high enough so you can talk to them about medicine and stuff like that for this one. I do love that shit though. Yeah. But the thing is like they structure it in a way different to a Bioware game or previous Bethesda's games, you know, where it's sort of like you've got a um, branch of a conversation where it's like, oh, talk to me about the Raiders. And then they've got four points to say about the Raiders. And so you, you say that one thing and it brings up, it's like, okay, point one is grayed out. Do you want to pick two, three or four or go back? Mm. And then you do two and then you do three and then you do four if you're me. Um, this, this really um, naturally, like if you pick a fork, that's how that conversation went. And then it naturally ends that arc of the conversation. It doesn't steer you back towards trying to listen to literally every second of the yeah. dialogue that's been written. Yeah. So it makes it feel really natural. And, the, and it also incorporates a lot of like, oh, I've met the town mayor already. He said this uh, this thing. And they it 
it's 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 so well done that it's kind of hard to notice. Mm. But like I said, because I've been looking over it like over and over it the last few days, I've been like, wow, this is actually really good. It's really dynamic and fluid to the point that you don't really notice it. Mm. It's also very funny. Yeah, it is like so. <laughs> I'll ask you what character you chose in a moment, Gary. Um, but my character. So. Oh my god! I sh- I, I shuddered to think. <laughs> so, I. I think you and I play these games very differently. Yeah. Where I pick a character and I role play as them, basically. Yeah. Um, I find that is how I got four different playthroughs of New Vegas done. Um, where I just p- picked like different characters, side with different factions, all that stuff. Um, my first out of out of worlds, almost, <laughs> almost, almost. Uh, my first out of worlds character is. The equivalent of Zap Brannigan from fucking Futurama, <laughs> where I'm just the most charismatic dipshit imaginable. I have, I I'm at like, I'm at like level fourteen or so. My speech is like sixty out of a hundred. Um, my charisma is like fifty and stuff. What's your uh, intelligence? My intelligence is like I pick the perk that I can't be smart, <laughs> and so I unlock the dumb, the dumb dialogue tree. Oh, so good! I forgot that they do that. It, it's very good, and so every now and again, there's just like someone will say a metaphor, and I will always take it literally every <laughs> single time. And I've I've made the rule for myself that anytime I, uh, anytime that option is there, I have to do it. And it 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 never it it I'm glad about this because it does doesn't really change how they perceive me it just gives me like a funny little extra bit yeah it's just for you yeah it's it's literally just for me and it's oh man it is so funny being just this pompous righteous like space communist moron <laughs> like it, it, it's because i'm like because so like the the premise of the game is like there's this there's a bunch of corporations that basically control the solar system yeah. there's like two or three or something yeah um there's halcyon there's byzantium and there's another one spaces choice that's the one it's and, not it's not the best choice it's spaces choice and like yeah and so so anyone that works for these corporations they have to end every conversation with this dumb slogan that they're like <laughs> legally required in their contract to say well, because it's not just their contract it's their lives like they're yeah. born into servitude to these companies yeah and i'm just around there going like nah all this is going to change. Yeah. This universe is going to be corporation free pretty soon. Yeah. Because you still remember what it was like leaving Earth yeah. the first time or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I haven't, I haven't figured out what that, that plot line is yet. Um, but it's, it's, it's just fun going around and just liberating everywhere I can because I know best. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Call of Duty because it's got complete subtlety and satire and nuance in what it's like trying to show off and yeah. what it's so we'll probably I'll, I'll put this in the doc because I do want to talk about it um, but it's the the difference between Obsidian and Fallout is night and day which is Bethesda took the Vault Boy from Fallout which is a satirical attempt to show off what American consumerism is. Yeah. And then literally made it an American consumerism <laughs> icon, right? Like yeah. every, you know, every packs, there's like another fucking vault boy mask and mm-hmm. they go off about like, you know, it used to be about the, you know, the horrors of nuclear war. And now it's about let's launch off nukes because the enemy team took all my fucking sweet rolls or whatever the hell. Right. <laughs> um, and, 
in Outer Worlds, there is this Vault Boy-esque character, which is like this moonhead guy. Yeah. And all the subtleties of what Vault Boy originally should have been are there because they get it. Mm. Like, they they have... They have the writing ability and intelligence to manage that level of like satire, and it's just—it's so good. It, It's—I'm really liking it. Yeah, I'm really, really liking it. It's really great, and it's—you're both it's, very good at selling games. Oh, thank you. Would you? Uh, would you believe we do it as a living? Um. <laughs> oh yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's pretty wonderful. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like. You're still in the first world, aren't you? Yeah. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I streamed it on Friday. I had a really good time, and I don't want to play the rest without streaming more of it. Okay. And I'm getting NBN in a couple of weeks, so I'll be streaming couple more of it. Of and I'll weeks. Play more. You're gonna wait a couple of weeks to play Next the game. Next week, yes, I am because I have patience. <sighs> <laughs> took me two hours to get off the first world. <laughs> yeah, it took me four to get halfway. Yeah. Um, it's also taken Kerry 50 hours to play Fire Emblem. Ex- I'll get my Switch out. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> I'll turn this car around. Um, I was trying to think what one of my favorite things that... Like, I found my... Mm. What? I'm trying to think... Like, you were saying what character you are, right? And I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm it's cool because... You're you, aren't you? Kind of, yeah. yeah. But the thing with this world is that it's less clear cut, like good, it is. bad, yep. which means that you can kind of go in and just be like, you're, there are a lot of options for your character to be, to be really snarky. Like, why do you guys say that the best medicine for your body getting sick is to work harder? You idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like there's literally, there's literally a response that says, you're an idiot. Give me that gun. I'm going to sort this problem out myself. Yeah, yeah. And like, I want, I, I don't feel, me personally feel bad for saying that because all of these peoples are like, oh, welcome to the Spaces Choice Colony. Oh, I've got a bullet in my side. This really hurts. And I'm like, oh, here, take some of my first aid. And they're like, sorry, that's against company policy. I'm like, oh, you're a dong ass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's really, it's a fun world to be a part of. That said, that first town that you walk into, everyone's so sad. Yeah. Like, I, like, I remember saying like, "All right, let's let's finish talking to this person so I can leave. I'm fucking done with this place." <laughs> so, so there's one more quick scenario that I just wanted to briefly talk about, which is so, so on this game, I love it. It's it's oh, it's so good. So that first town specifically. So the way Edgewater. Yeah. So I'm so spoilers for the end of the first act, basically. I'll see you guys in a minute. <laughs> no, like so, like you you, you <laughs> know you know this. This is not there's nothing that you don't know. Okay. Um. So. The first, the first little um, moment in the town of what's it called? Edgewater. Edgewater. Um, Edgewater is a town which is run by the Halcyon Corporation, and it's a basic, it's a cannery. Basically, everybody in that town works and functions under this corporation, which cans like fish or something. They call it salt tuna. Yes. Um, and basically, you go up to the person running it, and they're like, hey, like my ship crashed. I need like a power gizmo so I can get off the planet. That guy's the most fucking menacing-looking dude. Right. But he says like a lot of sense, but also he is without any soul. Yeah, yeah. And he he's like, well, if you want one, there's a... Um, uh, you can't have ours because we need it for power, but there's a power um, plant just outside of town um, run by these people who have deserted the corporation. You can go and take their... 
um, their power supply. I need you to vin- I need you to convince them to come back. And yes. I hope this will do it. Yeah, if if you take their power supply, they're going to come back and live back with us because Halcyons are family sort yeah. of stuff. And also, we need their workers because we've had the plague. Yes, we don't treat anyone who has the plague. Yes, um, and so. I went over, and so like uh, the is is she an assistant or is she just like some random what Paravati? Pavati. Yeah, she's the mechanic. That's right. Yeah, yeah, she's an engineer. Yeah. Um, the engineer who would install a power supply for you. She's like, uh, can I come with you? And you can say yes or no. I said yes. Did you I say yes? yes? Yeah. Um, Ashley Burt. Yes. Yeah, why would you say no? Yes. Right. Her yeah. voice. Her voice acting is really good though, because it's really different. It took me like thirty minutes to figure really? it out. I, I had no idea she was in that game. Yeah, I, I yeah. like. That's right. I mentioned it to two yesterday. Yep. Um, and she's a phenomenal fucking character. Yeah. She's like, she's got a lot of a lot of really interesting story going on. Oh, um, the companions are really much better than they are in Fallout as well. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a party, and then you can choose two to go out on missions with. Oh, that's good. Um, so, you, and then that they have they have um, inter character interactions as well. Um, and also, like every really cool. building Just you walk like into, Dragon they've Age. got something to say. Yeah. It's a, it, it's honestly it is a bit like Dragon Age. Or can, you, can you romance this one? I don't know. Okay, I have not seen it yet. Get, get back to me on that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm I'm ninety percent. I don't well. know. Yet. I think yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so um, when you go over to the uh, deserters, basically the leader of the deserters, saying like we've created this great community here, we're growing stuff again, we're living on our own away from the corporation, um, like fuck the corporation basically, and you can then decide if you want to. Uh, that's well, right. Well, she actively says like, like uh, when I was talking to her, she said. I, I told her, Reed told me to take your power away. And yeah. she was like, oh, he would say that. Yeah. Do the opposite. They're not happy over there. We can take them. Yeah. We can take in these people and help them live a better life. You can divert their power to us. And then so everybody- they're both actively trying to steer you towards their own goals. Yeah. And they also both have their own personal reasons for it as well, which is like separate apart from like their own version of the greater good. Mm. And- so I'm in the powers. Have you been to the power station? No, no. Okay. So 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 this is the part that that I thought was really really good. So Paravati, Pravati, Pavati, Pavati. She works for the corporation, but she also sort of understands why the people have left. She's very sympathetic. Yeah, like she's very sympathetic to basically everybody. Um, and she says when you clear out the power station, you go in. She says to you, "I'm not sure if it's the best idea." to steer the power away from the city because there's going to be a lot of people there who are going to suffer because of it. Yes. Which is like, up until that point, I was like, nah, fuck that. Like, fuck the corporation. I'm going to take the power and everyone's going to be happy in like this, like utopia that's over here, which is not quite what happens because that doesn't happen because nothing's ever that clean cut. And also like outside of the walls of the city, like there are fucking, there, there are these things called primals and they throw quantum rocks at you and they fuck you up and there's big dogs and yep. and sprats and marauders like mm. the outside world of this tiny town is actually harrowing it's yep. awful <laughs> yeah and it's uh, yeah and sh- she's got this really great just little subtle piece of dialogue where she's like can i talk to you for a moment and you're like yeah sure what's up and she just basically says to you like i don't know if that's the best idea i a lot of people are gonna suffer but i don't know what's the best idea to do here yeah um and when you leave, she's like, yeah, like we've kind of started to make some people suffer because of what we think is our, our better ideology. However, she doesn't like, I, I think I'm pretty sure eventually she comes around going like, I think it was the right thing to do, but it was a really 
unfortunate decision we had to make. Right. Which I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm all the way in. Like, this game's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm into give me that, give me that morality. Yeah. Give it, as opposed to Fallout's just like, we are the Roman Nazis in this town. You can be with us or not. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's so good. I'm glad they, they make it as explicit as that as well. Like, it's not, it's not always that explicit. Sometimes it's more subtle than that. But that one is, like, one of the first times you get it. Yeah. So, it's, it, it's, it's, um, it's telling you, basically, like, for people who haven't played these games before, that, like, your decisions are going to make a big difference. And they do immediately. Like, the second I went back to that town, everybody was, like, outside the front of that canner being, like, what the fuck are we going to do now? Yeah. And then the, the I'll, I'll let you find out what happens next. But the, the guy gets mad. I could imagine. Yeah. Stole um, his power. Yeah. Go play that game. Especially like, what is it? Like 15 bucks for Game Pass? Like, yep. Like just download the game. PC, Xbox, um, or just buy it. You could just buy it on PS4. Mm. Like play that game. Like it, it's honestly terrific. Um, and for those of you that think that Game Pass might not be supporting the developers as much as it would be to buy the game, um, they're owned by Microsoft. So they will see a lot of those profits. Yep. Um, and I guess we've both got this written here, Jeremy. I don't know how much I actually have to say about this, but we've both been playing more of Destiny. Yep. Game's good. Yep. You said that last time? Yeah. I don't know. I think part of it... We've been playing more with Ollie, who hasn't bought any expansions. And um, his partner has jumped on as well. So we've, we've gotten to see what it's like for someone to have the new light experience from the start and apparently it's super fucking confusing unless you've got someone with you because they just kind of you do the first mission from destiny one which is nuts they they reintroduce that that mission for destiny one where like the ghost wakes you up in the car park and that doesn't make any sense it doesn't it does not make any fucking sense and then they fly you to the tower and then you land in the tower the current tower right tower 2.0 yeah because at the beginning like, of Destiny 1, you go to the old tower, which gets yeah, blown up. Yeah. And then, so then they're like, here, talk to Zavala. Talk to Ikora. Talk to uh, Banshee. Talk to Amanda. Talk to uh, the Drifter. Talk to all of the other, ev- literally s- every single NPC. They're just like, talk to this person. Talk to this person. Talk to this person. Oh, go over here. What's over there? And they're like, what am I meant to do? Mm. And then you could just start doing strikes. What? <laughs> you could just start... And then you have to talk to, like, the shipwright to start the campaigns because they're, like, legacy content now. And That's so, weird. And so then even if you do, like, you start Destiny 2 and the tower gets destroyed, like, you can just go back to the tower because mm. it's, like, it's like a flashback. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. It, it, it should not be that hard. And apparently they haven't, like, level scaled the last boss at all, so you just demolish Gaul in, like, one single <laughs> super. Yeah. Like, it takes literally 30 seconds. Man. But anyway, like, past that, like, there's a lot to do with New Light. Like, we've been playing a lot with Ollie and doesn't have the expansions. And there's still plenty of plenty for us to do, mm. plenty for us to continue to do together and not feel like we're dragging the other behind. Like, I think it's done a really good job. Uh, and they've, they've unlocked some of the content for New Light players as well. So, they can do Gambit. Yeah, um, Gambit. They could do the Black Armory. They could do the Chalice of Opulence. They could right, do the Menagerie, yeah. I think. So, yeah, all of the season stuff from last year. It's great. Game's good. I, I played a really, really hard mission. Like, an insanely hard mission. That it, uh, it, Ollie was telling me about it. It took me two hours to beat the final boss. It, and it was just a mission. Yep. Um, it was insane. It was, it was one of the... 
it was a catalyst for one of the weapons. Um, no, sorry, it was the bow that came with the new th- um, expansion. Yeah. And it's just like this insanely hard version of one of the strikes and it took me so, so long. We were just dying in the same spot over and over again because all three of us had no idea how to just manage the enemies that were coming out. It was just, it was overwhelming. It was so, so hard. Yeah, wow. I just unlocked it. You want to do it with me? <sighs> not, not, not really. It was it was not fun. It was so hard. Also, that, that boss teleports around. Oh, that sucks. It's kind of glitchy. Was um, it worth it? I got a really, really cool bow. Mm. Like a really cool bow. It's a heavy bow. You get a heavy exotic. Yeah. I did like the bows. Yeah. Um, that and I found out that I like Crucible. Ew. Oh, yeah. Jen, I played Who like 25 hours straight of Iron Banner. What is wrong with you? I, I figured I had to have fun with that game. No, stop. I, I don't want to hear about I know. it. I Iron Banner was much more fun than Crucible is. I, like, I've, I've found fun in Crucible now as well. Oh, right. It's mostly just like, man, SMGs are so fucking good in that game. You, yeah. just, you, you melt You make people. me sick. You make me sick. Traitor to your kind. But tell me how That's the Modern weird. Warfare multiplayer is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. So we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about the question corner for the week. Um, ah, and after fuck. That we'll, we'll talk about the news. <laughs> um, Shit, June, hit us hit us with that sweet sweet question. I've got to remember how I worded it. Hang on. If you could only play two games for the rest of your life, wait. If you could only play two games for the rest of time, what would they be? Hmm. Mm. Have I told you before that you come up with great questions? Yeah. No, every, never. Every never? Oh. week. I really like your questions. Have a think about it, everyone. It's a tough one. Um, we'll sit here. We'll have a think about it. And then once we have, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap cast. We've been sitting here and pondering what our answers will be for this week's question corner. One day I'm going to cut the audio before I give you the file and I'm just going to pitch that part all the way up. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Minimap cast. Um, hey, June. Mm-hmm. Could you please reiterate for us the question of the corner? Mm-hmm. Give me a second. I can do that. That's the wrong document. Hang on a second. <laughs> oh, let me in. You see that? You know your answers though, right? Night. Yeah, I got my answers. So then why wouldn't you have a question? Because I could read it properly. <laughs> if you could only play two games for the rest of the time, what would, the, what would they be? Aragon. Like for real? Nah. I do like that game though. It is not replayable enough for that to be its uh, claim to fame though. Oh, wait, I, I know, I know, and someone's gonna say this at least once. What? At least one of you are gonna say this one that I just thought of. I'll let you know when that comes up. You want me to go first? I know. I, sure thing. Let's go around in a circle and everyone say the first one. And then right. First again. one and then second one. I like it. Yeah. Um, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Yep, you said it. Yeah. How was that yours? That was it. We that talked the, about this last that's time. That's not mine, but that was. We talked. We talked about like. Yeah. Someone's gonna say animal leaf. Animal leaf. <laughs> Fuck. An- uh, animal animal leaf, trees. <laughs> Um, uh, specifically New Leaf Wild World was yep. great But New Leaf is better New Leaf is one of the best games on the Nintendo 3DS What if One of the best games What yeah. if New Horizons or whatever it's called is better Great Well I can still But the thing is like you can still play New Leaf And it'll still be good Yeah Okay fair enough And you can still play that game forever Because mm-hmm. everything It'll be different Yeah That's keep, a good point 
moving and you know if you get tired restart your town like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was talking to, to a co-worker of mine it turns out that like she's so into like animal crossing that she like found out how to like edit the save file on the cartridge and like delete certain parts of the town so that she could level up those parts of the town again. You mean changing the time so you can like jump seven days ahead and get the shops before no, anyone else? No, not changing else? the time. Like everything was maxed. Like all of her levels not were really. maxed. And so she like What's the fun edited in that? the files. What's the fun in that? Because she ran out of things to chase and she wanted to keep yeah. playing the game. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, who's next? Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Knew it. I can tell you why, but it's endless. Like, it's... Yeah, but, like, that has no appeal to me. So, what makes it appeal to you? What about Minecraft in its innate essence makes its second-to-second gameplay enjoyable for hundreds of hours? Um, having an idea and then building towards it and knowing that by the end of it, I did literally everything. It's pretty rewarding. Wow. That's a really good answer. Mm. Like, all of that, every block, that was me. At some point, I mined that block, I made that block, placed it, broke it apart, put it back down again. It was all 100% me. It's incredibly rewarding. And then there's always another mountain. I can do another something that I've never done before. Wow. That's a, a wonderful answer. Yeah. Would, you, would you stay on the same like server? Or would you Would you go on it? I don't know. The, there, is a, there is a delight that I get every time I start a new world of knowing that I have to do all that stuff mm. again and then seeing the different ways that I end up doing it. Mm. Um, you know, like sometimes you don't find diamond forever and sometimes you find it within half an hour. Mm. Um, so it's... I think I found diamond once. It's a... It's like it, Minecraft pleb. <laughs> it's, it's a good feeling. I've played a lot of Minecraft. I think I found it once. What? It's not that hard. Yeah. You stick down. You never dig down, Jeremy. That's, that's the whole fun of the game. You yeah. dig, make mines, put doors on the entrance. Yeah. Don't dig straight down. That's though. it. Don't <laughs> dig straight down. Dig mines, put doors on. <laughs> yeah, and make some stairs. Stay inside. And that's it. And there's also like a, when I die and I've got a whole bunch of stuff on me and it's like, no, I've lost like so much work. <sighs> You're like, no, I've stripped mine this entire area. <laughs> well, it's that. And it's like, oh man, that sucks so much. <sighs> Three seconds later. All right. How do I get everything back again? Mm. What's what's the next step? And then what's the step after that? Okay, fair enough. I think my first answer is Destiny 2 currently. Mm-hmm. Um, because You could really play that forever. Honestly, the at the, the moment. Yeah. Currently, yeah. Like if oh. I played that like two to three hours a day, I'd be happy for ages. Mm. I very almost said that as well. Like there is so much content in that game now. Mm. It's obscene. And like... If it was to the point where I could still get a, a raid group together and, um, you know, do the nightfall and, like, there are so many triumphs and, like, I could start trying to collect all of the gear. Like, I could go hardcore into that game to try and complete it and have a great time along the way. Because, mm. yeah. you know, like I was saying to you when I was just asking you that question of what it is about the minute-to-minute gameplay, like, second to second, that game is so engaging and hour to hour that game is engaging as well the 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 action that takes you along the path of breadcrumbs to the long-term goal of where you need to go it feeds into itself so nicely it's a really engaging loop and like you know at the end of the day it's just numbers but the numbers go up and that's great (laughs) yeah yeah and i dig it yeah 
June. What's your number two? Um, I can probably there'll probably be a bit like I'll get in the car and I'll be like, "Fuck!" Yeah, yep, ten uh, times better. One hundred percent. Um, it is going to be Red Dead Two, though. I think. Yep. Oh, good one. It not even though it feels like a cheat answer. It's a good one for you. Uh, uh yeah, I think that you know that world like breathes itself. Yep. You, you can just be in it, and it'll be different. Mm-hmm. So that's it. There's also some room for different role play. In yeah, there as exactly. Well. You can. You could be a lunatic be like Jeremy. Different or Arthur, yeah. Johnster. It's very fun. Um, John Morrison. That's him. That's my man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 sort of stuck between two, and I'm not sure which one I have to choose. I'm sitting here panicking because I'm like, make a decision, make a decision, make a decision, make a decision. Uh, yeah. Um. Because I wanted Minecraft to be my forever game. And I wanted something else that when I feel like it, it's a shorter narrative game. Mm. Like I, I didn't want, I didn't really want two forever games, not because I feel like that's cheating because it's not, but more of like a, I want another game to hit me. Different style. Yeah. Like mm. I, I don't want, I want one game to have an end. Mm. So it. <laughs> Flower. Huh. Mm. Interesting. I adore that game with my whole heart. That game has got a very special place for me in, like, in terms of what video games are. And that game is just like, just so, so beautiful. Not Journey? I, I have a deeper connection to Flower. Okay. Journey is like obviously phenomenal, um, but Flower is like more sentimental for me, I reckon. Okay. Fair enough. Just curiously, what was your other one? Uh, like Journey was one of the other ones yeah. I was considering. Outer Wilds. Um, oh, good call. Uh, I don't know, just like even like I even considered like Florence, right? Like, mm. like shorter special, like really special games. Like a, a breath of fresh air when you're sitting yeah. in Minecraft. Yeah, after, after my like second 200th hour of Minecraft. <laughs> after creating your calculator with redstone. After I literally created a game in Minecraft, <laughs> I decided, you know, like I even thought about Little Big Planet. Right? Little Big Planet Little could Big be Planet, a great yeah. one. Or Dreams. Or maybe I should just. Oh, dreams. fuck. Dreams would have been a good dreams one. Dreams would have been a good one. Oh, well. Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I'm struggling because I think you make a good point, Jeremy. Having something that can. T- oh. You got it? Yeah. Go ahead. Catherine. No. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that hellscape of a soundtrack. <laughs> um, Uncharted 4. Okay. No. Ooh. Yeah, no, Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Lost Legacy almost, almost got it. Yep. No, but Uncharted 4. I wouldn't be able to re-experience. I'd love to have the Uncharted series as a whole. Um, and theoretically, I could pick the Nathan Drake collection as one game. Three separate games. But. Show up on the PlayStation as three separate games. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Not on mine, they don't. Mine, I think they do. Mine don't. Mm. Doesn't one, matter. You can't choose it. Controversial. One square. Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's like a. And well, you then can't play like them all at once, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> comes on one disc um so that game's incredible 
and it's one of the most beautiful games ever. Yep. And it's an incredible feat of storytelling prowess and acting and storytelling and writing. Yep. Um, I've platinumed that game. I would happily do it again. Not just any time, but if I decided to, I could. And even if I didn't want to platinum it, just playing the story, um, getting to experience the dynamics between the characters. Oh, it's, it's it's so special. My I think my, my favorite time in that game is when you are on the... I'll well, spoil this for like, for like the last quarter of Uncharted 4, but it's been three years, come on. And like when you're on the island and you're walking around with Elena and she's like, hey, you fucking hurt me. And yep. you're lucky I'm here at all. And I just saved your ass. I just saved your life again. And I don't know if I want to still live in the same house as you when we get back from this. Yep. But you and I are both very lucky that I got here when I did. And let's just keep going because I don't want to talk about it because this is fucking hard. Like that- You careless, like- that Dick. dialogue added together with the you act like I don't miss adventuring too. Yeah. Like that was like the oh okay no this game's really good. Like this like it that's that specific moment I remember it because there's like a moment of silence as well yeah. which that game is quite talkative. Yeah. And that silence is incredibly deliberate. It was like a oh oh fuck. Yeah. It's an, it's, <laughs> it's it's heavy. It's huge. And it's and it's an emotional intelligence and weight that I have experienced in no other game. Yeah. Especially because it's calling out Drake on his bullshit, which is like the first three games. Like that first three games is like, yeah. I'm an adventurer. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And the fourth game is like, no, you fucking moron. Like you, this stuff has and, consequences. And he knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. We all chose very like, very on brand answers. Oh yeah, you gotta. That's us. We're very honest. <laughs> not gonna pick a game I've never played to see if it's good or not for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into this Earthworm Jim. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna give Mist a go. You all ever hear about Jazz Jackrabbit? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm all about these '90s platformers. People seem to like the new ukulele, ukulele game. I'll give it a go. Yuki, Yuki Lula. Yuki Lula. <laughs> Uh, hey June, what's the next question? Oh yeah, um, I don't think this one's as riveting, but I'll be the judge of that. What is the best weapon you've ever used in a game? Oh, yeah, I think you're right, but it's still a good question. Mm. Hmm. Raiden puts his sword on his foot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> While Snake climbs through the microwave chamber. <laughs> Fuck, uh, dumb game, game. Game's dumb. <laughs> um. So we're going to talk about the news for the last couple of weeks. There's been a few things that have come up, as per usual. Um, as as we foreshadowed before, there has been an unfortunate but probably overall good thing that has happened, which is that The Last of Us Part Two release date has been delayed until May. Um, I'm not that surprised. The, <laughs> biggest, the biggest surprising thing from this is that like they only announced it three weeks ago to be four months away and then they said actually nah yeah. and now it's going to be launching when all of Naughty Dog games launch which is the middle of the year which is because they always delay their games yep. which is fine like I'm not upset like it's just it's just the way of the world it yeah. is as constant as the sun rises in the east <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, the, there's a brief statement written about it. Um, it's coming out May 29th, 2020 instead of uh, February 20th, 2020. Um, I wonder if there's some dumb Sony mandate about we have to get marketing out at some point, so we need a release date to put on marketing and then we can change it later. Maybe. Or maybe it was like, um, you know, they're like, we think we can hit gold and then they like can't hit gold. The thing that, the thing that I heard people speculating about was like, oh, I wonder if they just found like this really like, like a gigantic bug, like a catastrophic error that they needed like a month or two to hammer out. Maybe. But yeah, it's, it's all guessing. No one, no one knows. Um, uh, Neil Druckmann, the creative director of the game, uh, in the post about it, did write a brief thing and say, let me cut to the chase and get the news out of the way. The Last of Us Part 2 has a new release date of May 29th, 2020. I know it was just about a month ago when we had our big blowout for the game, letting media play over two hours of it along with debuting our new story trailer and revealing the release date. The positive response we saw from our community was overwhelming. You could feel the energy among the team members. After working on something for so many years, it's invigorating to get a glimpse of validation for all the hard work. Um, and then they basically just said they don't have enough time to realize the vision. Um, we hate disappointing our, va- our fans, and for that we are sorry. Uh, we hope you understand that this additional time, that this additional time ensures that The Last of Us Part Two lives up to our collective ambition as well as our commitment to the highest level of quality. Right. Well, I'm glad that means that no one's going to be crunching over this next three months. That they're going to be working on it. No. Right. Which right. They, they never do it, naughty. Day. Right. 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 <laughs> Wink. Delay it more, Druckmann. Coward. Neil Druckmann, retire, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) PS5 or boycott. Um, So, I'm not upset by this. And it seems that the general internet reception to this has been that of, like, good, take your time, we'll be there. Um, We will wait. Which is honestly pleasant. It's good. It's nice to not be like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm, like, something in common with these people who say, like, you know, release the game, get off your ass. Um, so yeah, just a, just a thing. I'm not surprised. I'm kind of glad. Well, no, I am glad that they know to take their time, but yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. The end. Yep. Speaking of delays, Ubisoft, um, like the next day, like within hours of that story breaking, uh, Ubisoft had a, um, an earnings call, basically an investor call. Um, this is so weird. It's, it's quite strange. Uh, so I'm, I've got, uh, an outline article of it on, uh, gamesindustry.biz written by Rebecca Valentine, um, about the whole thing. Uh, the headline says Ubisoft delays watchdogs, Legion, gods and monsters, rainbow six quarantine. So I think those are basically all of Ubisoft's announced games for (laughs) the next three to six to 12 months Yep. outside of beyond good and evil two, which doesn't have a release window at all. So the story, uh, (laughs) that game's not coming out. No, I know. Uh, not, not soon anyway. Today, Ubisoft announced that it will drastically shift its plans for the remainder of this fiscal year and the next, delaying three major titles and adjusting its financial targets for 2019 to 2020 to compensate. The company now expects 2019 to 2020 full-year net bookings of approximately 1.4 billion euros, I think that is, or 1.6 billion dollars US, down from a target of around uh, 2.4 billion dollars US and operating income between... Okay, these are numbers. Um, I'm going to skip the numbers. They're, they're, they're revising their estimates. One of the main, main reasons for this delay of three major titles planned for this year 
wait. One of the main reasons for this is the delay of three major titles. Uh, all three are now planned for fiscal year 2020 to 21 in the Q2 to Q3 windows, which is July to December next year, and will additionally be, quote, optimized for the next generation of consoles in some way. Two other AAA games and various other small titles, including Roller Champions, will also launch next year. Quote, we want our teams to have more development time to ensure that their respective innovations are perfectly implemented so as to deliver optimal experiences for players. Um, I'm glad this delay means that the developer's not going to be crunching over the <laughs> So I'm just going to jump ahead a bit. Another reason for the lowered full-year targets is that Ghost Recon Breakpoint and, to a lesser extent, Tom Clancy's The Division 2 did not meet sales expectations. Shocker. <laughs> People Gim- didn't buy Breakpoint? I sure didn't. Guillermo said that uh, this is Eve Skilmo, CEO, said that while Breakpoint appeared on track in previews, critical reception and launch sales were, quote, very disappointing, unquote. He then outlined several reasons why the title may have suffered, including the challenges of creating a sequel to a live multiplayer game, players rejecting, quote, changes in formula, unquote, from one series entry to another. And it's Ghost the player's Recon- fault. <laughs> <laughs> and Ghost Recon Breakpoint not launching with, quote, enough differentiation factors. He should play the game. So you'll <laughs> find out why. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's interesting. It, it's a very honest thing. And that that um that quote there of players rejecting changes in formula, like the the actual quote from Gimo is very understanding. It's very like, this is what happened. The players rejected the changes that we made to the game. He's not very like, we didn't make it right. He's just mm. like, we made this thing and the players didn't like it. Mm. Um not not blaming them, just yeah. saying they just didn't. It, it just didn't. It, it didn't. What we made didn't have the reception that we wanted it to have. Yeah. Um, apparently, the investors were super pissed. Like, some like I heard someone in Games Press was listening to it, and they were saying like one of the investors got up because it's kind of like a question and answer yeah. type deal, and one of them got up and said, "What the fuck do you think you're doing?" To Gimo, and and he like you know what do you say to that answer? We got because John Bernthal in this game <laughs> because like that's a shit fucking question to ask. Yeah, it's like BlizzCon last. Year. Let's not talk about BlizzCon, but it was like BlizzCon last year when they announced um, Diablo Immortal. Immortal. Yeah, and like that one guy got up and was like, "So I was just wondering, is this a joke?" Yeah, and it's like you piece of shit. Yeah, what are you hoping to get out of this question? Yeah, like just say I'm disappointed, and then we can understand, and you don't have to like be an asshole about it. But, like, I don't know, I guess they're upset because they didn't get their money. Where, where? <laughs> um, and there's an update at the bottom here. Business Insider reports news of the delays, plus the profit warning and plans to overhaul its development process saw Ubisoft shares drop by 16%. That was over the next day. Um, games GamesIndustry.biz took a look at the share prices this morning and Ubisoft seems to be recovering. Having dropped from 56.10 euros per share on Friday to 40.5, it currently stands at 45.61. So they, ne- they recovered nearly all of that 16% right. um, in like 24 hours. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, an inter- it's an interesting thing for how, like I feel like Ubisoft's been on top of this generation, like kicking goals left, right and center for the most part. Like yeah. as a whole, yeah. I mean, they had it the was, whole Vivendi takeover that they fought off. It was. It's like the, the reason this game didn't work is because there's just too much politics in it. You know, like there's. It's <laughs> good joke, Jeremy. Thank you. It's um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's sad that this. Like, I feel like I've got a good impression of Ubisoft, and I'm sad that they had to do that. But I think they made the right decision, and I'm glad that they were just open and transparent about it. And <laughs> I have, of course, you know. With everything in this industry, so long as these people are, you know, doing things right, I, I wish you, I wish them all the best, and I'm rooting for them, just like I was rooting for Anthem earlier this year. 
So like I hope I hope things point upwards for them after this. That was a hell of a sentence there, bud. It was <laughs> I it was like this my normal intro, so I just didn't mm, know what to yep. do with it. I was like, I'm I'm in this thing now. I got I gotta speak to get out of it. Speak. Speak. Uh uh. Um <laughs> You guys want to talk about Blizzard again? We don't have a choice. No, not really. <laughs> um, Overwatch. Yeah, this is Two. this this isn't Blitzchung news, um, but massive uh, leak news coming to ahead right before BlizzCon. 2019's worst kept secret. Mm. What Overwatch Two? And Diablo Four and Overwatch Two. Well, it was funny because um, Overwatch on Switch was also one of the worst kept secrets yeah, of this actually, year. Actually, well. yeah, no, you're 100% right. Um, so I'll just start with the the first leak that I sort of gave credence to. Um, so I've got an article here on GameSpot uh, by Richard Wakeling. Uh, it says Overwatch Two with PVE, Diablo Four, BlizzCon 2019 rumors and leaks roundup. So I'm just going to read a few parts of this, and I'll read the in-depth Overwatch uh, leak in from another article in a sec. Um, Let's see here. Uh, starting from the middle of the article, an advertisement for a book called The Art of Diablo was recently published in the latest issue. Is, issue? Issue. Issue. Bless you. <laughs> issue of German magazine GameStar, inadvertently revealing that a Diablo 4 announcement might be on the horizon. The ad says that the book features, quote, over 500 artworks from Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, and Diablo 4. Um, a Diablo 4 reveal wouldn't be too surprising considering Blizzard has previously said it has multiple Diablo projects in the works. We... The one we know about is Diablo Immortal, the upcoming mobile game. So that's weird that they would put that out there, but I guess magazine... I mean, they didn't mean to. I mean, maybe, but like you'd think Blizzard is on top of their everything at the moment, given the, the uh, PR nightmare. I'm of pretty sure they they're not on top of anything at the moment, as it turns out. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. For all we know, the reason that happened is because people are striking because they're dumb fucking decisions they made two weeks ago. I guess. but like, And I would... I, God, do I hope that's the reason why. <laughs> But like, I guess maybe they put they push this ad early because it's going to be in a magazine later than BlizzCon. But on it, it says there's Diablo a chance 4. that they leaked this early so that they could get the, all the publicity off of their dumb fucking decisions around Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, and try and mm-hmm. say like, hey, that thing you wanted, we're yeah. making the thing you wanted. Yeah, everybody, calm down. Yeah, um, same could be said. Please of this stop cancelling the accounts. The service can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, so that comes in line with another leak for another game from Blizzard um, from <laughs> story from ESPN well so it, it didn't it didn't start at ESPN oh uh, didn't it no but ESPN also found more information like uh, Diablo 4 got leaked by Schreier four months ago yes yes that's true uh, yeah no but yeah it's um yeah, ESPN put out an article with more information about Overwatch 2 as well. Yeah, so um, the ESPN article is written by Rod Breslau. Blizzard Entertainment will unveil the next iteration of its popular Overwatch franchise featuring a new logo, new game modes, maps, heroes, and PvE features at BlizzCon this week, according to a BlizzCon source and a BlizzCon training document, which included information about Overwatch 2 and was obtain- obtained by ESPN. Uh, it was earlier reported in June by Gotaku that Blizzard was working on a PvE-focused Overwatch 2, with Blizzard assigning resources from other areas in the company that included the cancelled StarCraft first-person shooter game using the Overwatch engine. The document obtained by ESPN offers a first look for what to expect from Blizzard's franchise esports title at BlizzCon, which begins on Friday. 
Um, so then they go on to describe the differences in the game. Uh, hero talents and in-game items are coming to Overwatch 2 PvE, and one of the missions will be a four-player story experience set in Rio de Janeiro, as opposed to the 6v6 gameplay in the original Overwatch, according to the document. Blizzard did not respond to a request for comment. Um, Overwatch will see its first new mode since the game was pushed in beta in 2015 uh, with Push, uh, which is a new multiplayer mode set to be unveiled alongside the standard modes as well. Uh, Push will be set on a new map based in Toronto. So yeah, just just small, any- small details that say a lot, I are, think. Are there any Canadian Overwatch heroes? No. I don't think so. There you go. What about what about Soldier? American. You sure? Are you serious? Did you, just ask, did you just ask that question? His like thing is like American Dad, not the cartoon, the the, the concept. <laughs> he just really likes American Dad. <laughs> <laughs> his his thing is his thing is Family Guy, the cartoon. <laughs> he really likes American Dad. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> God. Um. I, what do you guys think about I care this? for this. You care for yeah. PvE Overwatch? Um, I think that they ruined their chance. No, let me start that again. Ooh. I think I think I'll that take a look. I think that at the beginning, like Overwatch was so exciting because it had this cool story and like God, yeah. and it had these cool characters, and they really just like fell off the boat with all of that and like the story just be- got more convoluted and didn't make sense and they just like backtracked on themselves and like it was just like this mess that they they fucked up and i think that like having a separate separate side of that to really uh be able to draw that out better mm. i think it's gonna be good okay uh, fair enough to sort of like the destiny balance yeah, I guess. One side and the other. And it's always been super weird that they have this... They, they focus so much of their cinematics and stuff about the two sides, about Overwatch and Talon, and, right? Mm. And, like, yeah. these these two factions that are warring over... over. I don't actually know what they're warring over. Um, But, like... And, like, the characters have so much, like, interconnected, like, yeah, backstories. That and they're they, like, they oh, all, Fred, like, haven't seen you here in a while. Yeah, they, <laughs> they all have all of that cool stuff, and... Like the gameplay reflects none of that, yeah. And it's always been this really weird, like ludo narrative dissidence of like, what is any of that? Yeah, there's that degree working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like none of that stuff actually works together to make anything cohesive. It, it. Looking back at Overwatch now, you really see that this was a game that was cancelled and remade into something else. Mm. Yep, I think that's fair enough to say. And like, hey, it's it's, it's a fucking great first-person shooter. It's, yeah, they've done a great job with it. But um, what they tried to do with it isn't what they ended up doing with it. <laughs> are you going to buy Overwatch 2? Yeah. Are you going to buy it in light of the PR debacle they've had this month with Blitzchung and their <sighs> terrible responses? I mean, like, I don't want to say yes. But <laughs> you also... Support but fascism? I will. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I mean, you know, uh, why would you ask me that? <laughs> I don't know. I felt topical. It's hard. Like I don't, I don't know what the line is, and maybe they maybe they do something better than that at the time. But it, it's the kind of it's it, it's a question I asked you then because it's a question I ask myself. It's yeah. a question I'm asking myself leading into Last of Us after they, um, after their company had made two allegations, and yep. I'm like, how do I respond to that? Do I want to support them after Sony's um, kind of piss poor response that I thought was really 
crap. Terrible. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. was awful. And like, how? What? You know, where does that line up with my own ethics? That's that. That's that kind of thing that I'm that I'm worried about. Like, I could see this being the thing where I'd buy Overwatch to for as cheap as I could buy it with yeah. the first year, like half price. Like from, like, I remember buying the original Overwatch with through like the Taiwanese store, mm. the yep. Taiwanese Blizzard store, and for like. 25 bucks or something because it was just some glitch it was just cheaper with the conversion rates yeah i remember doing that as well that was pretty great unfortunately i also care about diablo 4 yeah a lot of people do yeah yeah i don't know it's a it's a yeah i think you're right jeremy i could definitely see them linking leaking it early ahead of blizzcon because everyone when all the blitzchung stuff that we spoke about last time blew up everyone was like hey guys three weeks of blitzcon yeah, Blitzcon, Blizzcon, Blitzcon, Blitzchung, yeah. Blitzcon. <laughs> um, When's Blitzcon? You'll have to ask Blitzchung. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see. I'll be very interested to see what happens this weekend at Blitzcon. Yeah. You gonna buy it on Switch? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it'll be. Ma- I doubt it'll be made for Switch. Yeah. Like they only just managed to port the first one there. Yeah. I um. I don't know if I'm that keen on Overwatch 2, honestly. Like, PvE stuff. I've Like, I've enjoyed it sometimes when they do all of those events and stuff, but I kind of feel like, ah, this is weird and not really made for this. I guess we'll see how they tailor the system towards it. But I was mm. very into Overwatch for a long time. Yes, so. no, you definitely were. But I guess the question is, would you be into it with PvE? Yeah. There you have it, folks. Wasn't well, me. <laughs> Oh my god, don't start. <laughs> um, <laughs> why is it me? <laughs> if you want to hear what the rest of that was all about, you can find it at our podcast for the for the podcast at patreon.com. <laughs> um, Shaggy guest on game spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so um I just wanna I wanna bring up one last thing. Um and it's something that Jeremy remembered before when we were talking about Outer Worlds and Fallout. Fallout 76. This is maybe the funnest news story of the day. <laughs> Fallout 76. The, the game that keeps on tripping over its own shoelaces. You just let it die. No, what is it? Stop, stop. It's, it's already, already dead. It's already dead. Yeah. Okay, so let me... I've got the official press release here. And, like, I'm going to read it, like, pretty bare bones because June has managed to stay above this. So I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to treat this as me, like, like yeah, telling tell you the story. story. Tell me the story. I'm sitting down. Okay, Ready. so here we are. This is the, the, the Bethesda article. Private worlds, scrap boxes, and more come to Fallout 76 with Fallout first. Sounds pretty good, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Ever since Fallout 76 launched, we have consistently worked to improve and evolve the experience based on your feedback. That's why we're excited to launch Fallout first, a premium membership that offers something players have been asking for since before launch. Private worlds for you and select friends. In addition to this huge feature, Fallout First also includes a host of exclusive items and membership bonuses, all of which you can find detailed below. And the best part? Fallout First is available right now. What's included with Fallout First? Private worlds. Scrapbox, survival tent, atoms, power ranger, uh, uh, ranger armor outfit, pardon me, icons and emotes pack. Private worlds, something, something... You get monthly atoms, scrap box, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, so you can hoard more stuff. Survival tent. Drop the new survival tent to quickly set up a forward operating base when you're roughing it out in the wilderness. Uh, Ranger armor, icons and emotes pack. Membership. Here we go. Here's the, here's the juicy details. 
Fallout First will be available as a one-month membership, or you can purchase a yearly membership for a 36% discount over the monthly rate, as shown on our website. If you cancel your membership or it expires, you'll still be able to access any atoms received as well as the resources stored in your scrapbox. Cancellation will be effective at the end of your then-current membership term. So... I'll just point out that one year of Fallout First membership in Australia is $180. $180. Okay, so this is why I love this. So, sorry. <laughs> do you need a moment? Yeah, I do need a little bit. Just a little moment. Give me a second. So that's the shot. You want to have a chaser? <laughs> Hang on, not yet, not yet. A <laughs> hundred and eighty dollars. Yep. A hundred and eighty. <laughs> Let's see what the. <clears throat> so right. shot. Okay. <laughs> One month is twenty two ninety five. One month for Fallout seventy six. So chaser. All right, you ready? This is the headline from PC Gamer. Um, an article written by Fraser Brown. <laughs> Class warfare has come to Fallout 76. Fallout first members are now the new 1%. They are being targeted. <laughs> <laughs> an article from Kotaku from Heather Alexandra. He's one of my favorite writers. Fallout first is creating a class divide among Fallout 76 players. Um, there's... Read one of them. Read one of them. Okay. All right. So, so, so here's a Reddit post from uh, r slash Fallout seventy six. Oh, is that from K A the Hubert? No, not oh, that one. Another one. That, you, sh- you should. Is that the bear one? Uh, you read yours. I'll figure out what this one is. Okay. Uh, this is a post which has been deleted, but I found a cached version in Google. The headline is Fallout first players. We need to assemble and build gated communities for ourselves. Piss poor seventy sixes are targeting at us. <laughs> The body is, we need to come together and shield us from these animals. They will tear us apart and they will never be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have, do you have the, do you have a good one, Karen? Uh, it looks like the article's been deleted here as well. So, right, I'm okay. just trying to find, there's like a write-up on Games Radar, but uh, here we go. Um, one Reddit user described their experience after using the Fallout First exclusive Mothman emote in a public server. <laughs> oh, I think I think this might be the one. Quote, that- I got beaten up when I decided to do the Mothman emote in Vault 51. At least five to seven people in teddy bear costumes I kept punching that- me. <laughs> That's what I was trying to look for. <laughs> another, Reddit, another Reddit user by the name of Jerichal noted the irony of, quote, a game with themes of class struggle and people struggle against a feature that only benefits players with disposable income, unquote. So, back to, $180! Back, back to my criticisms about Bethesda and their treatment of Fallout and their just complete consumerism version of what that game used to mean and now what it stands for. Um, they've accidentally <laughs> created the most interesting thing about Fallout, yeah. which is a class divide <laughs> inside the game. They are the vault overseers conducting the experiments this, this, in this, Vault 76. What's happening in this game is happening all around the world, and I'm so here for it. This is the only good thing that's I come wanna, out of Fallout 76. I want to fucking jump on and beat up some one percenters. Like, <laughs> sorry, this is sorry. Just to point out, this is at the same time. You know how they announced at E3 that they were bringing human NPCs to the game yeah they announced that people were excited for it it's was, was like, there oh, not already human NPCs in the no, game no no because everyone's dead huh it's, it's all robot NPCs which are just vendors Ooh. Ooh, and so they that. announced oh there's gonna be like people there with story and dialogue 
you settlers are coming back to claim the land. No, I do remember that actually. They delayed that on the same day uh-huh. to next year. <laughs> what are they doing? Like, I don't and, know. And, and, and so here's the thing. So uh, I actually don't mind the idea of this subscription because it's not person to it is person to person based. But what it actually does is it gives you a private server for you to play with your friends. Yeah, great. Which is actually a good thing that some people who like this game would want. Yes, it's Minecraft has a similar subscription, albeit not that much money. Um, but holy fuck, I love this so much. <laughs> One month is twenty two ninety five Australian dollars. That is too much money. If they didn't discount it, it would be more than two hundred and fifty dollars for the twelve months. So the fact that they do discount it down to one hundred and eighty is still a fucking joke. Hey, guess what? That's the price of a console. <laughs> what one hundred and eighty dollars? No, two hundred and twenty. For which console? Xbox One. Yeah. So I guess a pre-owned. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's fucked. Yeah. It's nuts. It's. One of the most boneheaded moves. That's really funny, though. It's uh, hilarious. Right? That's really funny. This, this reminds <laughs> Can me I of read when... this bit out again? Yeah, sure thing. I got beaten up when I decided to do the Mothman emote in Vault 51. <laughs> At least five to seven people in teddy bear costumes kept, kept punching, punching me. me. I, it reminds me it of... It sounds like a shit post. Right? <laughs> if someone had leaked this beforehand, I'd be like, no, this is the dumbest fucking leak ever, right? Surely not. Surely, yeah. surely not. What does it remind you of? It reminds me of uh, in old WoW, there was a plague. Do you know this story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they I don't did. know this. So, so at, at one point <laughs> what in time, what do they call it? It was the um, it was like I don't know how many of our listeners or if you guys follow Saul corrupted Bones. plague. Sorry, corrupted blood incident. The a podcast I listened to by Justin McElroy and wife. Um. <laughs> Wife. Sydney McElroy. She she's like a surgeon and like she normally does like the the, the podcast Soul Bones is about like medical history and stuff like that. Yeah. And because Justin likes games, obviously he took over one episode and did the episode about oh, this, right, which was okay. really cool because it's still like you know medical so, stuff. Yeah. Corrupted blood incident was a virtual pandemic in the MMORPG World of Warcraft. With began blah 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 lasted was, for one week. Was it meant to be? No. Like it, it, it was introduced as so like, like Blizzard but, made but, but, this thing. No, but they didn't mean it to get obviously. Yeah, they, 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 they didn't this like. So what hand. happened is, um, da, 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 a final boss would cast a hit point draining and highly contagious debuff spell called Corrupted Blood on players. The spell highly intended contagious. to only last seconds and function only within the new area soon spread across the virtual world by way of an oversight that allowed pets and minions to take affliction oh out of God. its intended confines. Both accidental and purposeful intent, the pandemic ensued that quickly killed lower level characters and drastically changed normal gameplay as players did what they could to avoid infection. Despite <laughs> measures such as programmer imposed quarantine and the players abandon <laughs> abandoning of densely populated cities or even just not playing the game it lasted until a combination of patches and resets of the virtual world finally controlled the spread oh my god that's Isn't incredible that good? It, it is phenomenal it is one of the most interesting things i've ever read to the point where people have done yeah models for real world research from yep. this from yeah. this blood plague that's incredible model wow. for terrorism research from the blood plague it's like how they made like scientific discoveries from the visualization tech of Interstellar when they tried to visualize mm. a black hole, except yeah. it was an accident and it was a fucking video game. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, so much money. Like even for like, let's say they said like ten dollars a month, and like reasonable, and like a hundred dollars for twelve months. Sure. 
I think that's still too much. 100, 100 bucks. Well, like the servers cost money, right? Like I get that. Minecraft but they don't does cost that much. Minecraft, don't Minecraft's cost that like much. four bucks, fifteen bucks, right? Something like that for it for a month. That's fifteen. That's what I said. Fifteen. Uh, I thought you said four. I said four because I was splitting it between four people. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're splitting 15. it with a bunch of people you can play Fallout 76 with, then it ends up being not that much. To, to host some, to host a private server for someone. They're not, they're not marketing it, it as that, though. They're not saying, hey, buy the server. They're saying, hey, you, single member of the Fallout 76 community. That is very true. Like, everyone buy yeah. this, please, for $180 a month, a year. $180 a month. A month. <laughs> Worst phone plan deal I've ever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's... The only, bad. the only critique or analysis I've heard for this that might make any sense is that they might be trying to be bought. And this is one of the things that you might try and do when you're trying to be bought. Lower your... No, create subscription services to be like, hey, look at this, uh, this mode of renewable and steady income that we are getting. Right. On our broken product. I'm still surprised they didn't announce that it's also free to play. Right? That would make sense. If it was free to play and you could like play free and then get this. And get a season pass or some shit, right? That would make so much more sense. But no, retail will just keep selling it for $30 because they've got so many of them that they're drowning in them. Yep. Toddler Howard, you've done it again. Toddler Howard. (laughs) Ah, Toddler McCain. You've done it again. Oh, that was bad. Um... (laughs) That about wraps it up for this week. Um, I think this was a pretty good one. I'm pretty happy with this one. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I did realize when I mentioned the outtakes just then that I f- totally forgot to pimp our Patreon. Um, so I'm going to do that now. If you have enjoyed this episode of the podcast, any other episode of the podcast, any of our content and you want to support us, um, you can head to patreon.com slash minimapau. You can find their perks like the unreleased pilot of our... Um, our third podcast, The Pecking Order. Uh, you can find outtakes. You can find notes for our previous episodes of the podcast. You can find a whole lot over there. And if it tickles your fancy to support us that way, we would really appreciate it. Um, otherwise, we'll be here releasing this content as per usual. Um, even if you're just viewing and reviewing and, you know, clicking the little heart on Spotify and, you know, just saying that you like it on Twitter, that helps us out a lot. So, um, yes. You can find all of the content that we make at minimap.com.au. You can find Jeremy on Twitter at... At Obi-Wan-Jazz. You can find June on Twitter at... Jinez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. You can find me on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore 24. You can find the whole website's Twitter at minimapau. And, well, I think that just about does it for this week. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of weeks. 